Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 718. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am so revved up and excited to introduce today's very special guest, Garrett Kletchian. Hey, Garrett, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am strapped in, helmet on, visor down, ready to go. All right, just what I would expect from you. Garrett Kletchian is the owner of 47 Motorsports in Millville, New Jersey. He and his team in their 17,500-square-foot facility provide full-service trackside race support, fabrication, and a storage facility at the famed New Jersey Motorsports Park. 47's capabilities are limitless, and they provide an in-house dyno service, wiring and tuning specialists, HAAC CNC capabilities, and a full metal fabrication shop. In 2017, they will be returning to the IMSA Porsche Cup Series in the Platinum Class with their customer's car, Tolman Walker Racing, running two brand new 991.2 race cars. Oh man, that sounds like fun. Garrett first raced 25 years ago, and he's running SCCA, Trans Am, and IMSA continuously since then. So, Garrett, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your business and, of course, your passion for cars and racing? Sure. My um, my current business is uh, is 47 Motorsports, as you mentioned. It's uh, a new operation that we um, we finally got up off the ground here at New Jersey Motorsports Park a little over nine months ago. Uh, it's something that's been in the works for about three years, but by the time we got the facility up and running and the rest of my other life and business got out of the way and cleared the path, <laughs> uh, we've we've been up and running. We've been very fortunate since we've been here at the racetrack to have immediately started a relationship with Tolman Walker, who are a group from, from here in the New Jersey, Pennsylvania area. Mm-hmm. And we were able to immediately uh, support them in their uh, in their Porsche effort last year in the IMSA uh, Porsche Cup Series. Nice. Now we're getting into more uh, specialized projects. We've got fantastic new builds lined up for the spring and some, some really exciting stuff with uh, some prototype stuff. And it's uh, it's moving in the right direction. We're really excited about it. Well, you should be. A, a new young company. You've got an awesome facility there, brand new building, brand new structure. I mean, what you guys are doing there is so cool. So excited for you, and I'm so excited to bring your story to the Cars Yacht listeners. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. This is some kind of saying or a mantra that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning, in your case, the tires smoking on the racetrack. So, Garrett, take the wheel. So, in addition to to having been in racing all my life, I'm also uh, an instrument-rated pilot. I originally went to, to college to be a pilot, so... My quote comes from uh, Amelia Earhart. Nice. And uh, Amelia Earhart is uh, is credited with many famous quotes, but uh, my favorite quote of hers is, never interrupt someone doing what you said couldn't be done. <laughs> I love that. You know, that's a, a first here on Cars, yeah? I love that quote. It's really, really nice. How have you incorporated that concept into your business and what you're doing? You know, I think that it, in racing in general, there's – so many times along the way that someone will tell you that can't be done or you can't do that or you don't have the funding for that or, you you know, there's so many reasons to not go racing. Mm-hmm. But 
the dedication and you know just that burning fire inside will is is what pushes you to pass through all that and and you know say I'm going to lay it on the line and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to prove it to myself. I'm going to prove it to the people around me that I can I can do what I want to do. What's mm-hmm. what's burning inside me. That's a great quote. Great concept and I've had so many racers on the show and it's such a challenging sport to get into and stay in and stay competitive. There's so many things that can stop you dead in your tracks and uh, you've got to have a lot of persistence and tenacity and believe in yourself and uh, yeah, ignore the naysayers. That's the key thing there. Would you share a story that instigated your passion for cars? When you look back in your life, is there a pivotal moment that you realized that you were indeed a car guy? Yeah. I mean, it, as long as my memory serves me going back to my childhood. Um, I feel like it's from as long as my memory began. I have always been interested in all things mechanical and machines, whether it been from a tractor to a, uh, to a, to a car, to a race car, to an airplane. I've always been drawn to, uh, maybe it's the noise, I don't know. What, I've always <laughs> been drawn to, to things in motion and noise. That manifested itself over the years to to really kind of pinpoint race cars and racing as where where I'm more consistently drawn than anywhere. And as I was growing up as a kid, I loved the big, heavy, throaty sounds and the action of the of the Trans Am series. Mm. And I used to watch constantly. And at the time, this in in the early '90s, I when I was a teenager, Tommy Kendall was. The man to beat, he was dominating the Trans Am series in the 90s. And I said, you know, that's that's what I want to be. That's what I want to do in in my life. And to be honest with you, I was very fortunate enough that in the early 2000s, I got to race in the Trans Am series when Tommy Kendall made his return to the Trans Am series with Paul Gentilosi's Rocket Sport Racing Team. And even in... um, it's as a standout in, in my memory of, of racing was to be on the podium at um, at Tuareveer with Tommy Kendall, wow. and it was uh, it was fantastic for me. Oh my gosh, yeah, that must have been absolutely brilliant. Tommy is such a nice guy. He was my 500th guest here on Cars. Yeah, we're up to 718 with you now. He was so gracious to be a, a guest on the show. What a fun guy to talk to. Communicated with him since then. He, he's just a Really, really great guy. So what a nice thing to have a dream like that come true. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, and I agree. One of the nicest people I've ever met in motorsports took the time to, you know, me being new to the series. When yeah. well, I remember when we went to uh, Laguna Seca, he said, oh, hey, you've never been here before. Hop on the golf cart with me. I'll take you around. And we'll, oh, wow. And we'll, we'll, we'll do the track together. I mean, just a fantastic person. He is. He is a great guy for sure. Well, Garrett, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down and talk about a huge challenge or a big failure that you faced along the way. Being involved in racing, being involved in starting your own business, oh my gosh, these are fraught with ups and downs. So I'd love for you to share something with us, a story, take us to that painful time, but more importantly, how you overcame that and what it taught you. So I, I guess I don't ever really consider, I don't necessarily consider this a failure, but, a, a, you know, a setback in a, in a, um, a learning experience. Mm-hmm. But when, when I got into racing, I was, um, I'm a first generation racer. I, I really, it wasn't something that I could necessarily get a lot of support from my family. It was not the direction maybe they had wanted me to go in life, but, you know, I was, I was committed and determined to make my way in it. So I faced 
the typical things that I mean, so many people, so many regular people face in in, in getting into motorsports. It's expensive. It's uh, it's challenging. I didn't have the skills necessary to maintain a car or an owner car, but I was very fortunate enough that the peop- I met people along the way that said, oh, you know, you can't afford to keep building Trans Am series engines. You know, you can't afford to keep paying to have rebuilds in these engines, but you know what I can do? Spend some time with me and I'll teach you how to do it. Like I said, I was very fortunate. I, I learned how to build my own engines. And then when it came to um, chassis work and, uh, and I was constantly going to see a fabricator when we had any crash damage, he said, you know what? You can't afford to keep doing this. Let me teach you. So I went and I learned with him. And now I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm very active fabricator and TIG welder. And, you know, that was a skill that I learned back in the day that's, that's kind of pushed me through. So there are all these little setbacks along the way that today I think have, have molded me and, and given me the skills that I need, that I use almost on a daily basis now. So I feel like now is my turn to give back. So whenever I get the opportunity to help somebody else learn a skill that I am fortunate enough to possess now, I take the time and, and, uh, and make the time to teach it. Very kind of you to give back. And that's something that's very constant here on Cars. Yeah, I hear from all of my guests is the automotive industry, the automotive hobby is just full of people that are willing to help, willing to reach out, willing to uh, pull somebody up and walk them through. So, wow, you're very fortunate, but uh, you're in the right industry, that's for sure, to find really kind people. And so nice of you to give back now and realize the importance of uh, having that whole thing come back around. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment and tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success? Yeah, that I guess that's a, a, a bit of a challenging question for me. I, I guess I never really, uh, you know, you, you don't necessarily, I don't necessarily remember that aha moment. Maybe it was, it didn't present itself to me in, a, in the way that I, that I could necessarily remember it. The one feeling that I remember is, you know, when I was, um, I was 19 or 20 years old and it was a, the first time I had the opportunity to get into a race car. And I had, obviously I dreamed about it for a decade before I had finally had the opportunity. And deep down inside, I knew that it, that I could be fast. If I given the opportunity, I was going to take the opportunity and make the most of it. Mm. And I can remember even before pulling off pit lane that I knew that I had found something that it, that was going to stick with me. And sure enough, I, I went out on the, on the track for the very first time and was quick right away. And it's just, you know, at that point, I said, this is going to be a part of my life yeah. forever. Yeah. And it's been one of the best things to ever happen to me. I've met some of the greatest people. The position that I'm in now is directly a result of, of people and relationships that I've developed through racing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, and that brought me, I was very fortunate that brought me here to New Jersey Motorsports Park. Another guest that you've interviewed, RJ Valentine. Oh, yeah, RJ, uh, yeah. Now, RJ is my partner here at, um, in the ownership of New Jersey Motorsports Park. But I met RJ through racing, and it happened to be that we lived two miles away from each other. Oh, my gosh. And, um, you know, and, and RJ when, uh, asked me if I wanted to be involved in this project. And, you know, I, I don't. I don't think I thought about it for more than 90 seconds before <laughs> yeah. I said yes, but you know, but that's a, that's something that happened in racing and it's been very, very good to me. 
Ah, uh, fantastic. Yeah, RJ, it was a great talk. I learned a lot about the uh, the track there and everything. So I'm so glad that that's come back around to you here and, and you starting your business. How about a proudest career moment? I would assume you've had many uh, in your racing and your business ventures, but is there one that stands out for you? Oh, boy. I, <laughs> I You know, I, I would say that overall, I'm a terrible statistician. <laughs> you know, um, my my children ask me, Oh, how many races have you won? How many races have you entered? And I re- I don't even know. I say, you know, I I still seek that elusive championship. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a major series championship is really what something that I've I've always strived for. And you know, I'm not getting any younger. I turn <laughs> I turn 45 years old this Sunday, but I uh, you know, I'm I'm not old by any means either. So Yeah. So I'm not particularly good at at finding those uh defining moments in my career from racing, but mm-hmm. you know, I it, in general, one of my most proudest moments was opening this facility here at New Jersey Motorsports Park, oh, 47 yeah. Motorsports. You know, it was really a, a passion project of mine that uh, to put together a team of people that are that are friends and are exceptionally talented and get to come to work with them every day. It's been a highlight for me, and I and I look forward to coming to work every day. And um, I don't I don't necessarily feel like it's work. You know, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy the people. And like I said, I, it's my opportunity to get to to give back to a sport that I that I really love right. and has been really good to me. Well, you found the secret sauce to life. That's for sure. And definitely that new company, that new business is something you should be very proud of. It's absolutely magnificent. Let's go back in time and talk about your first really special car. Maybe it was a race car, the first race car you drove, or maybe it was just a street car. But share with us a special memory you have of that vehicle. So my first car growing up was a Volvo sedan. Nothing particularly fancy about it. Nothing um, performance-related about it. Mm-hmm. But it was um, it was my family's extra car, and that was the first car I got to drive. Yeah. But after a couple of years of driving that Volvo and, and, you know, it was just a, a tool to get to school, a tool to get around to see my friends and socialize. But uh, when I was 19 years old, I, um, I purchased my first new car. And that was a, uh, a 1990 Mustang 5-liter convertible. Wow. And that was, you know, that was something. Cars had always been a source of freedom and, and uh you know, but that's where really I said, oh, you know what? Driving is not only a way to get around, but it's, this is fun. Yeah. This is where, you know, this is a good time. Yeah. You know, to hear the sound of that big V8 and, and you know, and to feel the acceleration of it, you know, that, that car was really special for me. I, I guess your first, your first new car is always going to be special to you, but that, that definitely was Well, pretty darn cool car for a 19-year-old to have. Holy cow. Yeah, I, I thought it. I very happy at the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, convertible, all that power, great styling. Yep. So, wow. Yeah, very fortunate guy. How about Seller's Remorse? Is there one that got away that you wish you still had? Yeah. So I had convinced myself that a, a, a goal of mine would be, I've always been a big Ferrari fan, and I had convinced myself that a goal of mine was I was going to own a Ferrari by the time I was 30 years old. Mm-hmm. And I think probably my, my parents were sick of hearing it when, <laughs> when I was 20 years old. But, you know, it, but uh, it was something that I, that I achieved when I was uh, 28 years old. I bought a Ferrari 348 coupe, and um, I loved the car. I had it for um, about two years. And it was time to move that car down the road because I was actually purchasing my first race car. 
Yeah, okay. So I needed to sell the car and I needed the cash to go out and purchase the first race car. I had a guy come to me and he says to me, I've got this Ferrari 246 Dino that I would, I would like to trade you Ooh. even for your 348. This was in uh, uh, 2001, and, and the Ferrari 246 had really not skyrocketed in price. They were fairly even in price, and in that, that 246 was one of my, my favorite cars from a styling perspective ever. But I just couldn't make it happen because my plan was to sell a car and buy um, a race car. Yeah. So really, I should say that the car that got away is really the car that I have. I, I guess it's not buyer's remorse, it's seller's remorse. Yeah. It was uh, wrong, I guess, bad timing. Trader's remorse. <laughs> Trader's remorse. That 246 got away from me, and boy, I think about that constantly of what that car would be worth now. <laughs> well, yeah, they really have shot up in value to it, just astronomical numbers, but they're just such gorgeous cars. That's the first Ferrari I ever drove was a 246. I had a detailing business when I was in high school and I was 16 years old and this guy said, hey, I've got three sports cars I want you to detail. One was a 911S, one was a 246 and the other, what was the other car? I don't even remember the other car is, but I remember that Ferrari and uh, the car, okay. car was originally owned by Cher which made it kind oh, of no unique. Thing. Yeah, it was metallic purple. I was going to ask you if it was purple. It That's was. Funny. <laughs> it was It was purple with the wire Baroni wheels, and it had a little plaque on the dash that said, this car built by Enzo Ferrari for share. Yeah, pretty darn cool car, but uh, oh, yeah, there's just gorgeous, gorgeous designs. Wow, really nice. Well, we'll move on from that sad story. I'd love for you to share uh, current projects or what you're working on today that has you really excited and fired up. And I want to let the listeners know that 47 Motorsports, it's actually spelled 40, F-O-R-T-Y, and the number 7 Motorsports. Before you talk about what has you excited about your business right now, where did the name 47 come from? So here at New Jersey Motorsports Park, we have a um, – the track was built on what was uh, originally – a military air defense base, one of the first United States military air protection bases. And this was the training site of the P-47 Thunderbolt ah. and the P-38 Lightning. Okay. So those are the names of our our two tracks here at, at New Jersey Motorsports is Thunderbolt and Lightning. <laughs> so, you know, we felt that we wanted to integrate into the into the track and the community here. So uh, we chose and and with my um, background in in, uh, in love affair with aviation as yeah, well, we yeah. said let's make this a, a, a you know an all around fitting name. So we chose Forty Seven Motorsports for I the P like Forty Seven. I like it. Yeah, great. Well, tell our listeners uh, more about what it is that you do there, what you're looking forward to doing this year. We talked about the racing team that you you work with, but what are some of the, the other services that you provide to help people with when they want to bring the car out to the track and race it? Yeah, so we we support local cars here at the uh, here in Millville, and and obviously as we spoke, we we do go on the road and uh, and and tour the uh, IMSA Pro Series with the uh, with the Porsches. <laughs> We have a storage facility here that many people utilize. They leave their car with us year round, and uh, they that way there they can uh, they don't have to own a a, uh, a tow vehicle or a trailer or have right. to worry about getting it all loaded up to get to the track. You know they they can drive their regular street car to the track, 
call us up and say, Hey, I want to, I'm going to be on track this uh, Thursday. Can you have the car ready for me? So nice. we'll pull it out and, uh, you know, make sure everything's ready, make sure the tire pressures are good and um, it's all fueled up and, uh, and have it ready for a track day. And cool. at the end of the track day, you know, if, if the car requires service, we do what's necessary prior to uh, putting it back in storage and, uh, and, and ready for the next time it comes out. So it's always fresh, always ready to go. Nice. But in, in addition to that, we've got um, cars that our customers have, uh, has, we've been very fortunate that they've said, hey, you know, we, we want to do some upgrades to this car. Or we want to make uh, this car faster, you know, more prepared. Uh, one of the projects that I'm very excited about is well, our, one of our customers has just purchased a, um, a Wolf prototype. It's made in uh, Italy by, by Wolf Race Cars. Wolf is, uh, I believe Wolf is the... Uh, the only Formula One manufacturer to ever win a, a Formula One race in their first attempt. So now they make prototype cars, and this is a carbon fiber um, monocoque car. With a, um, and this particular one is uh, the only one that exists with a um, a V8 in it. It is a, oh, wow. uh, yeah, it's a um, a Hayabusa, the Suzuki Hayabusa derived V8. So it's two Hayabusa engines that have a um, a bespoke um, center section and crankshaft. And um, we dynoed that on our car here the other day at the track, and it makes 408 horsepower oh. at the rear. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wait. That's kind of a, a – the car looks like a sports racer, right? Open. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, open yeah. sports it, racer. Yep. Um, oh, technically two-seater, but really um, – One know, single – yeah, one seat. Yeah, it's a one-seater. Yeah. <laughs> so that car, the owner of that car has decided to really kind of make this the ultimate, ultimate car. And actually, we – are hoping to make it the ultimate track day car. We're going to take it to uh, Virginia International Raceway in May for the ultimate track day challenge. And uh, I'm particularly excited about it because I'm going to drive it. And uh, Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, so we're going to, uh, we're going to this car will, uh, the work that we're doing on it now is we're putting a, a Bosch Motorsports uh, anti-lock brake system in it. It will have traction control and it will have active aerodynamic, um, all wow. controlled by uh, by Motec. Yeah, so that's a project that I'm really excited about. I know our owner is, that owns that car is really excited about it. I think it's a, it's a good project for us to display what we're capable of. And, right. And, you know, and that's what that's what I uh, I hope to see at the uh, at the track day challenge in uh, at VIR. Wow! Oh, that sounds like fun. Those look like awesome cars. They're just uh, I'm sure they're wickedly fast too. So yeah, thirteen hundred and fifty pounds. Is oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> 400 plus horsepower, that thing gets up and yeah. goes. So, oh my gosh. Well, that sounds like fun. Well, it sounds like you've got a lot of exciting things happening this year. So excited for you. Here's a very introspective question for you, Garrett. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? Oof, that is a good question. I think we probably, <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe I would, would I, I'd like to be a uh, McLaren or a uh, <laughs> Ferrari. <but laughs> Wouldn't I, we all? No, the, yeah, as I say, that's what I, I, maybe that's what I'd see myself as. But you know, in the reality, uh, you know, I'm probably something a little more uh, utilitarian and uh, something that uh, maybe maybe I still can be a Ferrari. But maybe I'm a, for, uh, a four door Ferrari. Maybe I'm a Ferrari FF. You know, okay, I, I, okay. Uh, <laughs> I like the speed, but you know, I uh, I can get the family in the car too. Yeah. You know, that, that's maybe that's what I am. I, <laughs> I, I I'm gonna go with that. I I think I'd like to be the Ferrari FF. There you go. Well, you're the first FF on the show, so I think that's pretty yeah. cool. You know, I was 
I was lucky enough back when they first were building those, I was at the Ferrari factory and they had the first four builds sitting there when we were walking through the factory and the tour. And I said, what are those? And the engineers were standing there and said, oh, well, these are our new FFs. Uh, come over here and take a look. We got to talk to the engineers about the cars. Um, you know, at the time when they're the other cars, the, the, other cars they were building were so cool and sleek, and that just looked kind of like a funky thing, you know. I'm like, what is this thing? It's so bizarre. But, uh, yeah, I can see more utilitarian, but still sporty, still fast, still fun. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. very nice. I like that. So, Garrett, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Garrett, we are back and we're entering the last lap. You know what this means? You're a racer. The checkered flag is out, or the white flag is out, I should say. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions, and you give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? You know, best automotive advice I've ever received is push forward. Don't look back. Make the best of your situation. Always keep driving to get in a better car in a faster series. Yeah, very nice. Now, would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success? You know, I guess maybe I'm just I'm just too stubborn to, uh, to give up. <laughs> uh, that's what's more than anything. That's I think what is uh, is contributed to my success is just maybe i just don't know when to quit you know <laughs> and, and that's that's not a bad thing you know? no not at all persistence tenacity is uh oh so important now about a resource there's lots of great resources out there but is there one in particular that you'd like to share i think it's just go out find your passion if your passion is cars you know visit a, a cars and coffee or join a car club the information that people hold and are willing to share in the car culture to me is is like nothing else you know but so there's the resources is the people in the culture um yeah, yeah i mean there's there's plenty of clubs out there there's plenty of racing clubs out there you just got to find the one that fits your niche 
Yeah, absolutely. Those are great. It always comes back to the people when it comes to the car world, and there's so many great people that are willing to help. Now, if you could have a drink, speaking of people, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive field, living or deceased, who would it be? Boy, that is a that is a good one. <laughs> that is a that is a really good one. You know, I, I think it would probably be um, to be it probably Enzo Ferrari. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I he had just such a different perspective to the world of racing and what his essentially what his streetcars meant to him really was just a means to to go racing and uh oh boy i'm i would love to to pick his brain for a little while i know wouldn't that be fun now how about a book is there a book you've read that you think the cars yow listeners would enjoy reading as well you know uh, a book that comes to mind is uh carol smith's uh tune to win it's a, uh, it's yeah. a book that I, I, le- I read very early on in, in, in when i was first getting into racing and i do still find myself referring back to it now 25 years later so yeah. um, you know yeah. it, it's a great resource absolutely well listeners you can find links to all these great resources at garrett's show notes page on the cars yeah website just type garrett g-a-r-r-e-t-t his last name kletchian k-l-e-t-j-i-a-n in the search bar that page will pop right up or just type Garrett in there and that page will pop up and you can find all these great resources and links. There's also a great place on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books under the Resources tab where this book and all the past 700 plus guest books are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. Great resources there if you love reading. All right, now we're up to the checkered flag, Garrett, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one very cool collector car in your garage, but money's no object today... Your resources are unlimited. What would that vehicle be, and why? You know, I I'm sure it's not one that uh, I'm sure it's one that maybe has been mentioned before. But uh, I love the Ferrari P4. Um, I think it's one of the most beautiful cars in the world. Granted, yes, it's probably one of the most valuable cars in the world. Mm -hmm. But there's just something to be said about that V that V12 engine and. It's beautiful styling. I, I just think there's never been anything like it. Oh, my goodness. You picked a very special car. Uh, yeah. What a wonderful car. I mean, just absolutely spectacular, fun. I can imagine. I've never had the luxury of driving one. I would love to jump into one of those, take a few laps around the track because uh, the sound alone is just glorious. <laughs> glorious. So, You know, about 15 years ago, I was fortunate enough to – I was, I was driving this Ferrari 348 that we were talking about earlier. I was on track, Montremblant, and uh, Lawrence Stroll, who owned Montremblant at the time, and he may still today, he had brought a bunch of his car collection, all Ferraris, out to the track. It was a Ferrari event. He brought that Ferrari P4 out on track at the same time I was on track in my Ferrari 347. And to be honest with you, it was the most terrifying experience I've ever had on track <laughs> because I'm, I'm trying to pay so much attention to this P4 while not running into it. You yeah, know? <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. All your focus. Well, I'm sure you rolled down the windows when that thing went oh, buzzing sure. by. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Well, Garrett, you've taken me on an awesome ride around the track today. I knew you would, and I've really enjoyed getting to know you better, and I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yacht listeners and with me. Could you offer us one parting piece of wisdom and guidance before you rip off down the racetrack in that Ferrari P4? (laughs) So I I always say that never be afraid of your competition. Always help your competition get to the starting line 
so that you can go out and beat them. Wonderful saying. I love that. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and 47 Motorsports? So 47 Motorsports can be found on Instagram uh, under uh, 47 Motorsports. Actually, though, on Instagram, it's just the digits 4 and 7 Motorsports. Okay. Uh, we can also be found on Facebook at uh, 47 Motorsports and New Jersey Motorsports Park, njmp.com. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm a regular guy. If you, anybody ever has a question for me, you shoot me an email. I'm uh, always, always ready to, uh, to answer an email. I can attest to that. Garrett's a guy that I reached out to. He very quickly responded. It was just a few days, and here we are talking. So uh, really, he is a down-to-earth guy. And Garrett, I wish you the best success with this new business venture. Absolutely fantastic that you're living your dream, walking your talk. And listeners, again, you can find links to everything Garrett has shared on his show notes page at carsyacom slash Garrett Kletchian. Garrett, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your automotive experiences with the Cars Yeah listeners and me. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate you having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!